Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now during this Lent season, we are focusing on love. We want to love others as we love ourselves. We want to truly care for those who are like us and those who are different from us. We want to love all people and recognize that Jesus died and rose not only for us, but also for them. This message of love is nothing new, for this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Well, you think that if we have been hearing this message from the beginning, we would have it down by now. Think of all the times that you've heard people going on and on about love. Television shows, rock stars, movie actors, religious gurus, and just about everybody hold love up as the ideal. But love is seen as a good idea only up to a point. The point that it costs me something. Tonight, as we continue on our journey to truly love our neighbor, we want to study the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment is, you shall not murder. Now that probably seems fairly simple for most of us to keep. And we probably all agree with the Apostle John who wrote, We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. We should all say that we would all say that not killing is an easy part of loving. We might even go so far as to say that it is easy to keep the fifth commandment. Well, that is where we would be wrong. Cain did not just kill his brother because of bloodlust. His action of murder started out of anger and hatred for his brother. He killed his brother because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. He was angry that God saw faith in his brother's action, which God in turn counted for Abel's righteousness. God saw lack of faith in Cain's actions, and therefore God was displeased with Cain. Cain was counted as unrighteous because of his lack of faith, while Abel his brother was counted as righteous because of his faith. Now Cain hated his brother because Abel found favor with the Lord. God told Cain that if his actions sprang from faith, that they would be pleasing. But Abel, but Cain would not hear God's word. His anger stewed and stewed until finally he spilled the blood of his brother Abel. The scriptures say that Abel's blood called to God from the ground. Now, according to Jesus, Cain's breaking of the fifth commandment started long before Cain actually spilled his brother's blood. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Jesus shows that murder starts with anger, and it pertains to any way in which we hurt or harm others. You can hurt other people in a number of ways. 
And Jesus lets us know that all of those ways have to deal with the breaking of the fifth commandment. So, have you ever broken the fifth commandment? Have you ever wished someone else's harm? Have you ever hated someone so that you hurt him by the way that you spoke to him or her, by the way that you treated them? The Apostle John says that everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. You know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Now this cuts right to the heart of the matter. Is there anyone you hate? If so, this sin needs to be taken care of. Jesus says, So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. So if we have sinned, if we have sinned against someone by hurting or harming him or her, we need to ask forgiveness. They may not forgive us, but we still need to do it if we are to let love reign in us. We also need to forgive those who have sinned against us. Jesus also implied with this statement that if someone has hurt or harmed us, we need to forgive them. We have forgiveness because of what Jesus has done for us. And this forgiveness that we receive from him, it is to be passed on. St. John writes, By this we know love, that he, Jesus, laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Loving by means of the fifth commandment is not just refraining from hurting or harming others. It is also for forgiving them and helping and supporting them in every physical need, as we confess in the small catechism. Luther says that, God would have this commandment placed as a wall, fortress, and refuge around our neighbor so that we do not hurt or harm his body. Now we need this commandment, and God has upheld it and will uphold it, even though the devil, the world, and our own sinful natures rage against it. We want chaos. They want chaos. They want us to spill each other's blood as Cain did with Abel. But God says no, and he punishes us for the crime through the governments that he has established. And sometimes God even allows a government to take our lives when we take someone else's. This is done so that we would fear the consequences and do, and so that we would not do whatever pleases us and harms our neighbor. Nevertheless, the devil is a strong foe, and he wants to tell us that certain forms of killing are okay. The world is trying to tell us that it is okay to kill a person if they have not yet left their mother's womb. The world says abortion is okay. But God lets us know that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. The psalmist prays to God, Your eyes saw my unformed body. 
All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God knows those innocent children. And he knows that loving them is loving them. We, he knows that he wants us to love them as we love ourselves. Now, before we go on, I want all of you to know that all sin is sin. And all sin was paid for at the cross. People who have committed abortions or been involved with abortions, they can be fully forgiven because of Christ who paid for that sin with his very body. He loves us and he died for us all. Now another sin that is tempting for us in our society is euthanasia or assisted suicide. Now we make excuses for killing people. We say we say that these people drain our resources and they drain our time. Now, I understand that these people can become a burden to us. Maybe it's grandma in the hospital, or maybe even a child who suffered from an accident at a young age and will never get better. We say to ourselves, they wouldn't want to live like this. They would just want to go. And some people have even, some people even ask to be killed because they deem that their lives are not worth living if they cannot live the way that they want to. We live in a fallen world, brothers and sisters, and no one's life is lived the way that we would want it to. It is not up to us. The Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens. That means that all of us will have burdens, and sometimes we will actually be a burden. You do not know the plans that God has for you, and it is not your decision when you or anyone else dies. God himself gives all men life and breath and everything else, and it's up to God to take those things away. Now, all of us have broken this commandment in one way or another. Perhaps the most common way that we break it is when we refuse to help or support our neighbor in his body. In other words, we break this commandment through a sin of omission. The Apostle John writes, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, How does God's love abide in him? And James writes, If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Luther writes, If therefore you... If, therefore, you send away someone who is naked when you could clothe him, you have caused him to freeze to death. And if you see someone hunger and do not give him food, you have caused him to starve. For you have withheld your love from him 
and deprived him of the benefit by which his life would have been saved. Love does not just refrain from wrongdoing. It is active in good works. As I said before, we have all broken this commandment. We all need Christ's forgiveness. For it is, again, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. We know love from its source in Jesus. We get love from Jesus. And if we did not receive his love that flows freely from the cross, we would never be able to give love to others. For we would be too broken to do so. One person was extremely broken from having broken this commandment. This man was at one time a devoted follower of Jesus. He loved Jesus. He saw his future in serving Jesus. But all along, but along the way, something happened. Judas actually betrayed the one who loved him. But then when Judas saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and he brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. Judas, however, could not undo the chain of events that he had set into motion. Like the mother who changes her mind after the baby has died by abortion. Like the friend who ignores a person's cry for help and later finds that person dead from drugs or suicide. Like the person who drove another person away from their church because of hate-filled words and later found out that that person lost their faith altogether. Judas felt bad for what he had done. But he could not change what had happened. He tried to give the money back that he had earned from betraying Jesus. He tried to give it back to the priests. But they would not accept his payment. So Judas threw the pieces of silver into the temple. He departed and he went and he hanged himself. He not only committed murder against Jesus, he could not accept forgiveness that was won on the cross. And he continued in his sin, which led him to killing himself. If you have broken the fifth commandment, you need to be forgiven. You need to know that Jesus has paid for your sin. And you need to know that loves the love that comes from knowing Jesus, the one who is fully God and fully man, who died for our sins and rose again to give us new life. And you know Jesus through his word, preached, read, and received in the sacraments. And upon receiving this love, you will be able to love others. You will be able to forgive others. And you will be able to help and support your neighbor in every physical need. 
None of us needs to suffer the fate of Judas. We've been forgiven. We're loved. Therefore, we forgive. We love. Now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you.